Well, I know that many of you have been joining us as we've been praying on a, a daily basis, our time of inspiration and prayers, as we've been praying into this whole situation in not just our city, but across the nation and the nations. And uh, it's just been so good to have people coming and joining us from uh, other nations. Uh, I think there are about 13 or 15 different nations that have been joining us on a regular basis. And, uh, and so our, our prayers are united together as we're praying for the Lord to break into the situation. And uh, that what He says about what's going on and, uh, and His um, uh, say-so silences the voices of fear and anxiety and causes us to step into a place of faith and hope and courage and boldness. And, uh, and so we don't want to be praying from a place of defeat or negativity or fear, but we're actually praying from the position that we seat with Him in heavenly places, that He's not taken off guard, He's not taken by surprise, and, uh, and that He actually turns things around. He can use whatever situation and cause it to become good and to work good in our lives and for our lives and even for nations. And so there's a shaking that's going on in the nations and in the world, but He is uh, at work and making sure that a good outcome and a good resolution will, will be what we are left with. And so that's the, the reason that we pray, not from a position of being defeated and, and negativity, but from a place of knowing that God is good and that He's got this. And so I'd like us just to take a, a few moments just to pray very specifically that the spread of this virus would come right down, that it would confound all of the experts. Yeah, if, if things just follow the natural course of events, this virus is going to continue to spread and go on for many months. But God. And so we're appealing to the Lord to that He would intervene and that He would cause this thing to just be blown away. Yeah. So, Lord, we do lift up our nation. We lift up our city. We thank you that you put us in Joyburg uh, for such a time as this. And we ask, Lord, that we would not succumb to fear and that our nation would not have to follow the normal course of events, but that you would intervene, that there would be a powerful supernatural intervention and that this spread would not just slow down, but would absolutely come to a grinding halt, that it would cease. Even as you spoke to the storm and you said, peace, be still. Not only did the storm stop, but the waves died down immediately and everything was calm. So we're asking, Lord, that the ripple effect of this virus would shut down and that you would release healing and wholeness to this nation. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Good. Well, thank you for, for joining us in, uh, in praying, and as we've mentioned a number of times before, you're so welcome to join us at one o'clock uh, during the, the weekdays, and uh, we just come together to pray and uh, to trust the Lord that, that He would do, do good things. I want to share this morning out of the book of Joel, and Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost, and he 
he quotes from Joel chapter two, where there's an outpouring of the Spirit. The, the whole feast of Pentecost had been celebrated uh, for generations, and it was a celebration of the giving of the law, the, the Word of God. And the, the Word became flesh and, and uh, lived among us. Jesus came in human form, and so the living Word came, and, and so there was a celebration of, of His impact in, in our lives. And not only that, but as they were celebrating the giving of God's word, his message to them, so then Jesus, when he went to the Father on ascension, he said, stay in Jerusalem and wait because you're going to be filled, you're going to be empowered from on high. And, uh, and so we didn't just have the, the, the written word, but actually what happens is that it was fulfilling prophetic words that had been spoken through the prophet said, I will put a new heart within you and by my spirit I will write on your hearts. And so there's a new law that's been given. It's the law of the spirit, it's the law of life, not a law that's religion and uh, a, a, a letter that kills, but actually we live in a place of being led by the Spirit, being empowered by the Spirit, and we experience supernatural life. And so, uh, as, we, as we head for, for Joel 2, which is the portion of Scripture that Peter referred to on the day of Pentecost, just remember that we have had many prophetic words that the Lord is going to pour out His Spirit in a new way on the earth, and that we can experience like a fresh type of a Pentecost. Now obviously there could only be one original Pentecost. But we know that as we come and we remember what God has done. It's a testimony that points to what God can and will do again. And prophetic words, just remember, are there to act like a, like a tension between where we are and where God is calling us to be. And that tension is like an energy that draws us out of the status quo and pulls us into the place where God wants us to be. And so prophetic words, even if the exact opposite of what has been spoken begins to uh, manifest in our circumstances around us, don't become disillusioned and think, oh, we missed it, the word was off, you know, the prophets got it wrong, God actually was just you know, leading us astray. None of that, all right? We silence those negative thoughts, those thoughts of doubt, the enemy trying to bring accusation and trying to undermine what Jesus actually wants to do. No, even when we see these opposite situations, we remember that the prophetic word is to pull us through those situations and conditions and bring us out on the other side. And the prophetic word is what gives us the internal strength supernaturally by the Spirit that propels us forward into the destiny that God has for us. And so, uh, let us, with that in mind, uh, let's turn to Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. And afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men 
will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. So we see in this passage from Joel chapter 2 that Peter quotes that it's God's intention to pour out his spirit, fresh outpourings, not just on an elite few, but he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all sons and daughters, on the young and the old, men and women. No one is excluded from the outpouring of the spirit of God. Folks, this is so inspiring and encouraging for us because we know that we are in God's eye, we're in his mind, we're in his heart, his purpose for pouring out the Spirit is so that we might be included and we might receive. Not only is that that we might be empowered from on high, but there is this activation in the realm of the Spirit that we might be able to see things that can only be seen prophetically. In other words, we don't just live by sight, but we live by faith, and that faith is tied to the Spirit giving us the gift of discernment to understand the signs of the times that we're living in. (laughs) Folks, this is just amazing that we get to participate in this. This is why it is so different, prophetic ministry in the new covenant from old covenant Old Testament types of prophetic ministry. If guys got it wrong in the Old Testament, because only the prophets were anointed by the Spirit, they had to get it right, they had to be accurate, and if they messed up, they would be stoned because they were corrupting what God was saying because the people did not have the ability to discern if it was right and if it was from God. But under the new covenant, because the outpouring of the Spirit has been on all people. We have the ability by the Spirit to discern Spirit witnesses with Spirit. If it's good, it's right, it's accurate. That's why we don't stone prophets today, because the responsibility is on all of us, not just on the prophet. We get to hear, we get to discern, we get to sense by the Spirit, yes, this is good, this is right, and we can appropriate it in our lives. This is really good news for us because there's so much stuff that's floating around on the internet. There's so many conspiracy theories, there's so many uh, points of view, there's so many opinions, but we have the Spirit. So folks, just don't swallow everything that comes at you because somebody else has forwarded it on. You know what? We've even got cases where we've got journalists who haven't done their homework properly and they um, repost something and that it gives it some kind of authenticity, but it's still wrong. 
They might be sincere, but they're sincerely wrong. But we have the gift of the Spirit. We have the ability to discern. And we can test things. We can evaluate. If anything causes fear, anxiety, well, we know the origin of that. But if there's something that builds our faith and hope and courage and boldness and love for one another, compassion, all these things with faith that rises up, we know there's a witness in the spirit that this is from God. So there's an agreement and we can partner with that. Folks, if you're staying up at night, if you're having to investigate these things and so much anxiety is being stirred up, Guys, it's an easy sign of you being taken off to one side. Just leave it alone, folks, all right? We have the Spirit. He's gonna lead us and guide us. With the outpouring of the Spirit so powerfully in our time and in our day, because we are living in the last days. How do we know this? Well, anything from the time of Pentecost onwards is the last days. And in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. So we're living in the last days. Guys, we've been at it for nearly 2,000 years. So in these last days, outpouring of the spirit that we might see with the eyes of the spirit, we're not living according to sight, but we're living by faith. We've been empowered by the spirit to live a life that gives witness. It bears testimony to the goodness of God to his saving grace, to his ability to intervene in our lives, in every aspect of our lives, individually and corporately, so socially, across the city of Joyburg and our beloved nation, South Africa, and beyond into the continent and other nations on the world. God's giving us powerful testimony because our hearts confirm that he is God. He is the Lord. He is our Savior. And because He empowers us to do that, to declare His name and to lift up His name, He causes us to be a strong and powerful witness on the earth today. But we're doing it through the power of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit speaks to us in each situation, each and every time, and causes us to be creatively inspired that we might reach the people in front of us with exactly what they need that specific moment. They were not just coming with some kind of cookie cutter formula, but we were actually displaying the love of Jesus to the person in front of us. We being Jesus' hands and feet and his mouth as speaking his words of life and encouragement. So people are able to experience the reality of who God is in that moment uniquely for them, that they're able to receive it, they can be touched. And so Jesus is using us to do this. We're a prophetic generation that we might be signs, we might be those who are pointing the way to Jesus. We're also a, a people who have dreams and visions that we might dream with God and we might receive the dreams of God, that we might be able to see things differently, we might be able to imagine 
creatively with him what things might look like as we submit ourselves to him and we allow him to fill our hearts and our minds with heaven's perspective, with heaven's take on what's going on. Because heaven has solutions. And as we see the way God sees, we get vision, not just the 2020 vision, which is mostly hindsight vision, but actually clarity, perfect vision going forwards, even into the future, because God is already in our future. You see, he created the dimension of time, therefore he exists even outside of the dimension of time, meaning he's already in the future before we get to the future. We have to work through time chronologically, but he's not bound by that dimension. That's why he can already be at the end, even before the beginning. And because we seated with him in heavenly places, we can begin to see things the way God sees and we get vision for the future. So as we, working through this time of lockdown, as we move from one level to another, and the, the different restrictions that are placed, but with that come limits in terms of people's ability to believe for the future. Ha, ha, this is where the great distinction between believers and unbelievers is going to come. You see, we have a hope. God is our hope. Government is not our hope. Medicine is not our hope. Social reform is not our hope. God is our hope. And so he's not thrown by all these things. He's way bigger than all these things. And he promises that he'll pour out his spirit and he'll empower us that we might be agents of the kingdom of heaven being released here on the earth. But there's something I want us to just get to this morning. And that passage that starts there in verse 28 says, and afterward I will pour out my spirit. So we need to understand that that word afterward is linking two very different concepts. And so there's an afterward there, I will pour out my spirit and all these things will happen. Well, after what? Thank you, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> if we go back earlier in the chapter, we see that, in fact, even starting at the beginning of the book of Joel, that there's been this plague that's been coming. There's locusts that have been coming, and it's come in multiple waves. And the locusts have come and they've devoured things. And what the one attack left behind, the next wave came in and, and took it away. And then uh, another wave came and stripped things away. And like complete and absolute hopelessness, chaos, devastation, helplessness really. And the Lord is saying through the prophet Joel, guys, I'm actually in all of these things. And I'm seeing these things take place, and part of the result of these things is that I'm causing people to shift and turn their hearts back to me. So you're going to see this in Joel chapter 2 and verse 12, as the prophet says, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. In other words, don't just tear 
your, your, your robe as an external sign of something, but it's actually your heart that you need to turn back to the Lord in humility. So return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. And so all this talk about turning to the Lord is actually the spiritual motive behind the Lord allowing these things to take place. Now I'm not saying the Lord has sent coronavirus, I'm not saying that, that he's orchestrating these things. What I am saying is that he can use circumstances and situations and cause people, their hearts to change, to become humble. Instead of being able to rely on your own income, you're not gonna rely on the Lord. Instead of relying on your savings, well, your savings have probably been eaten up like the locusts have been through. It's kind of like we cannot rely on ourselves. We have to rely on the Lord. And so there's a turning in genuine, heartfelt repentance to the Lord. The one who saves, save me. And, and we see this happening all over the world. I saw an article just in this last week that a quarter of all people in the United Kingdom turned and were part of an online church service during their time of lockdown this is phenomenal people because up until that point probably less than five percent of the uk population was even attending church now through lockdown it's gone from five percent up to 25 percent of people attending an online church service i saw another article how a particular church movement in the United States had seen 109,000 commitments for Christ that had been made in the previous four weeks. Folks, <laughs> this devastation and this chaos, God is able to turn it around and use it for His purposes. Do not give up do not become downcast and downhearted. When we pray for the advance of the kingdom, sometimes that advance takes place in ways that are a little bit different from what we had anticipated. But the kingdom is advancing. It's advancing by hundreds of thousands of people. More lives are being turned around through this corona incident than what was taking place before. God is way, way bigger than the storm. And he even uses the storm to turn things and lives around and cause himself to gain glory out of what was chaos. He's way bigger, turns it around. What was meant for evil, he causes it to become good in our lives. Let's uh, just read on in Joel chapter two and verse 18 says, then the Lord was jealous for his land and he took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine and olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern horde 
far from you, pushing it into a parched and barren land. Its eastern ranks will drown in the Dead Sea and its western ranks in the Mediterranean Sea and its stench will go up, its smell will rise. I'm talking about a barren and parched land. I'm going to have a quick drink here. I, I believe metaphorically it's speaking that when enemies come from different directions, when trouble and difficulty comes, no matter which direction it's come from, God is gonna send it back, whether it's north, south, east, west, doesn't matter. What's been coming against us, he's actually gonna push it back. I think that there's so many things that the Lord is doing as he's shaking the things that can be shaken so that only the unshakable things of the kingdom will remain. There's a reset that's taking place in nations and we're seeing the power bases that pre-existed being so loosened from their dominant position that God is leveling out the playing field and he's causing other people to arise. We are gonna see kingdom people of righteousness, integrity, and truth stewarding the resources of God in ways that are good and right and proper. We're gonna see these people elevated and we're gonna see those who were engaged in all kinds of corrupt activities, we're gonna see them exposed and we're gonna see them removed from the scene. Folks, we're gonna see way more powerful things shift and change in these days than we'd ever imagined. God is causing those who were the attackers it's like a stench and it's gonna actually be exposed so it can be thrown away and removed. God is doing powerful things in our nation in response to years and years of prayer. Do not despair. The kingdom is advancing powerfully. There's a massive reset that's taking place. We would have expected, oh, it's all gonna be when the economy rises and it's booming and God can do things any way he chooses. And he's able to use this event to bring about radical sweeping shift and change in our nation. Let's carry on. Verse 21. Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. So do not be afraid, you wild animals. For the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green. Now remember, this is in contrast to all the locusts that have come through. God begins to release a prophetic word. He said, now listen, all these things took place, this devastation, but I am sending you the answer, the solution, and where there was devastation, there was barrenness, I am gonna release fruitfulness, prosperity. So your wildernesses are gonna become green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine Yield their riches, so be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. So here in this autumn time, we've had a crazy amount of rain. I was just talking to uh, some folk who are involved with agricultural sector, and the rains have been so plentiful that there's even been concern that they're now gonna get in the way of what they need to be doing for, as they move towards preparation for the next season. It's just like, 
an abundance of these autumn rains. Folks, you cannot believe parts of our nation were in a tremendous drought. It was critical up to January. There's been the most remarkable turnaround. It, it's like almost unbelievable, except we know that we prayed and God heard the cries and the prayers of his people and he's intervened. So he sent these autumn rains. We, we see uh, a huge um, turnaround, the greening up of pastures and, uh, and the Lord, because he is faithful, he's been doing all of this. So he sends you abundant showers, both the autumn and the spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain and the vats will overflow with new wine and with oil. Well, I guess that must be prophetic because uh, there's no wine sales at the moment. But the point is that there is an abundance. It's being filled and there's an overflow. Folks, I want to prophesy the Lord is saying that he's going to bring about a restoration. There's going to be an overflow and there's going to be an increase. Remember, all of this is before we get to the and afterward, I'll pour out my spirit. We're trusting the Lord that there's going to be a great outpouring of the spirit. I just want you to know that there is something that precedes that great outpouring. It comes together. It's linked. It's not only from a place of being parched and desert-like and barren that the Lord only intervenes. But he, he causes a regain, if you like. And so we're gonna see in verse 25, he says, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locust and the young locust, the other locusts and the locusts swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Never again you won't be shamed. The Lord is saying, I'm going to give you plenty. 2020, the year of plenty. Now, this was woo, great good news when we were in January, long before Corona came. And now with the lockdown, people are thinking, oh, we must have missed it. That couldn't have been a word from the Lord. You know, guys were just making it up. Remember, the Lord gives us a word before we go into difficult circumstances so we can hold on to the word so that it can pull us through and out the other side. So you might not be experiencing the, the year of plenty in 2020, but I want to let you know, God has not changed his mind. He's still on, he's still about this stuff. And we will see the Lord come through powerfully for us as families, individuals, and as a church community. And because we are here in Joyburg, we're going to see Joyburg flourishing in the months to come. Don't be despondent. There's going to be enough work for you to do. There are going to be enough contracts to keep you busy. Again, folks, testimonies that have been coming from our community connect group leaders of how people who prior to lockdown were unemployed have now got jobs. Come on, go and figure. How about somebody else who just launched a new business, went on their own, and then the lockdown happens, 
Well, it gave them opportunity to get registered, and now they've had two contracts, and has been the equivalent of what they needed for, for a month's income. It's like in lockdown. How is this possible? This shouldn't be. God is able to care for us, and He's doing it. He's not He's just going to do it. He is already doing these things. We're already seeing and experiencing what the Lord is doing. He says, I will repay you for the years that the locusts have eaten. So here's what I want to leave you with. Remember we said we're coming into alignment, 2020. We're coming into alignment with what God has been saying, with His plans and His purposes. We also spoke about the fact that 2020 was going to be a year of double portion. Folks, so good for you to go back to Isaiah 61. The Lord brought our attention to this very powerfully at the beginning of the year. There's going to be a rebuilding, a restoring of ancient ruins and things that have been devastated. And he says, I will use you. All right. It's the very ones that he's rescued, he's redeemed, he's released. The captives that have been set free. The very ones who have the oil of joy and gladness instead of doom and gloom and morbid uh, preoccupation with all kinds of nonsense. Us, we are the ones who will then restore, rebuild. Here in Joyburg, get yourself ready because God is going to position you. You're going to be the one who's going to be chosen. So, well, I, yeah, I, I shouldn't normally qualify. I don't have all the paperwork or this or that. Somehow, God is going to cause you to be in the right place at the right time. <laughs> and I've heard stories about this as well just in the last 14 days. Just being in the right place at the right time says, oh, I need you. Would you please come and do this for me? They'd been advertising previously. They'd been doing all that they knew to do. Pre the lockdown, wasn't a lot of work. Now that there's lockdown, they just happen to be at the right shop at the right time, keeping a social distance. But somebody saw them and said, hey, I need you to come and do this for me. It is supernatural. That's what I'm trying to get to you. God is doing supernatural things during this time. I will repay you for the years that the locusts have eaten. And I reminded of what, what God means about this repaying or this restore. I will restore, some of the translations say. If you look in the book of Job, and Job, my goodness, he went through the ups and downs, talk about isolation, he ended up on, uh, on the, the rubbish dump and uh, all kinds of sores and, and diseases and things. But at the end of it, in Job chapter 42, just read there with me. Job, he's comforted his friends, he's prayed for them. The Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and they ate with him in his house. That'll be fun. They comforted and they consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. Do you see that? The Lord blessed the second part, the latter part of Job's life more than the former or the first part of his life. He had 14,000 sheep, 
6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. So there was this increase in family, increase in relationship, increase in the means of production, increase in his wealth. It was just a doubling of all these things. Double portion, double favor, the return of all these things. When the Lord restores, he doesn't just restore back to the level that we were before. He brings us a double measure increase. And that's the thing that I want to leave with us. As we're looking for the Lord to repay and to restore, before we get to the, and afterwards I will pour out my spirit, let us be looking for the Lord to do things beyond what we can fathom. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to try and uh, sort out the way that there's going to be the, um, the repaying of, or the, the, the double portion release of anointing. We don't have to figure it out. God says he will do it. <laughs> we call to a life of faith. And we're getting good opportunities for us to walk in faith, live in faith, and see the Lord bring about what we could never do on our own. And so he's calling us to walk in a higher dimension of faith, not to just believe him for just the return to previous levels, but it's an increasing faith that we might believe him for the double portion. It's going to take another measure of faith to trust him for the release of that other measure of restoration. And he's using this time for us to strengthen our faith, causing us to exercise those faith muscles that we might become stronger as we're working against the resistance of things we see around us, that we might grow up, we might mature, we might develop, that we can enter into that double portion. So our confidence is not in ourselves, it's not in our ability to figure things out, but our confidence is in the Lord and His ability to do way more, exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what we could even imagine. That's the God we serve. And he's the one who's inviting us into a relationship, a journey with him of trusting him. Lord, I can't figure this out. If I try and figure it out, my mind is just gonna go whirling around and I won't even be able to sleep. I'll be so full of anxiety and fear and panic. He doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to bring all of our cares, anxieties, lay it on him because he cares for us. And as we bring it to him, we leave it with him. He fills us with peace, this amazing transaction. We give him our cares and concerns and burdens. He gives us peace. From that place of peace, we can trust him because that's what peace and rest is about. This is leaning on him, trusting him. That's faith. And as we believe in him, then he comes through for us so that we can walk by the Spirit, not according to the flesh. There's so many practical outworkings of this all. Here's, here's something that the Lord spoke to me early this morning. I hadn't heard this thing before. So I felt the Lord say, when the flood comes, everybody wants to be friends with a person who has an ark. 
Oh my goodness. Imagine that. When Noah, <laughs> the only person with an ark, oh my goodness, how other people wished they'd been close friends and walking in righteousness with Noah the way Noah did, that they too could have had entry into the ark. The Lord is wanting to restore double portion. The Lord is wanting to bring to us fruitfulness, abundance, overflow, that we might be something of an ark, that we might be able to provide for people around us, society and where we work, wherever it is, so that we might be something of an ark that people could come and they could benefit. When the flood comes, everybody wants to be friends with the person who has an ark. That's why the Lord wants to put his favor on you. That's why he's going to release whatever it is that you need to construct the ark that is specific to you, your situation, your context. Our arcs will look different from each other. But I believe that the Lord wants us to be like that place of refuge that people come running to us. Hey, we want to be with you because we see that there's favor on your life and we need this favor. We need the kind of stuff that's caused you to have an ark. We need this as well. Well, I didn't do it. He did it. You too can have an ark. And people will come running. I believe that the Lord's favor is going to cause people to turn to the Lord like never before. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. The Lord is doing powerful things in these times. So I just want to bless you. Can I pray for you? Just where you are, sitting on your couch. And I got your feet up. I see some of you still in your pajamas, but that's okay. Just relax. But I just say, Lord, let your favor rest upon each family. Thank you, Lord. You release promises that no matter what the locusts have eaten, you turn things around. Suddenly, supernaturally, you cause the barren places to become green, fertile. You cause the fig, the vine, to be fruitful and to be laden with fruit. So we're asking, Lord, that whatever represents our vineyard, whatever represents our orchard, our business, our career, whatever those things might be, in our context, Lord, we're asking, cause it to form new buds, new growth, new shoots. Lord, would you release innovative ways of partnering with you to see your kingdom come in every sphere of business and society? We thank you, Lord, that you're causing us to be the head and not the tail. That you're causing us to be like an ark. That people will come running because they too need a place of safety. And we're able to extend that freely we have received, freely we can give.
So we're asking, Lord, would you fill us with courage and boldness and hope that even as we prepare our hearts, even as your disciples in the days leading up to Pentecost, they spent time with you. There were the 40 days after Passover, the resurrection. They spent 40 days just learning about the kingdom of heaven. That they then took another period of time to prepare themselves and to seek you in that upper room. That we would use this time of lockdown as a time of preparation that we too might be ready for a fresh outpouring of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you are giving us time that we didn't have before. Thank you that you are stirring our hearts to seek you like never before. We thank you, Lord, that you are causing good things to take place in our families, in our finances, in our health, in our relationships. You're positioning us for new business, new careers, new things. And that you're causing us to rise above, to be people of faith, hope, confidence, and love. That we might bring honor and glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, folks, we're, uh, we're had a really good time together. Trust that uh, you've enjoyed our, uh, our stream. Thanks, family. Stay connected with us, even as Daryl was, uh, was saying earlier on. Uh, just uh, keep through our uh, website forms just to uh, fill out any requests for prayer. If you're not part of a community connect group, obviously there's, there's that as well. And uh, drop some comments on the Facebook feed and let us know uh, what the Lord's doing. Love to hear testimonies and uh, just to, to hear about God's goodness and faithfulness to you. And uh, look forward to connecting with you again. Um, and uh, be confident and filled with expectation that you are going to see something unusual even this week. Uh, the Lord has been speaking to me about this particular thing for a couple of weeks now because for some unusual phenomenon, we've had locusts flying past our house. And they've been pretty colorful, so we've been able to notice them. And uh, it wasn't just one day and then it was gone. I mean, it was day after day after day. The Lord kept bringing this to, to our, my attention and uh, to our families as well. I believe that it's not speaking of devastation, but it's speaking of restoration, that this is exactly what the Lord wants to do. And so signs and wonders in the heavens above, uh, the Lord is going to be doing some, something pretty unusual for you this week. So be on the lookout for it and, uh, and rejoice and send us a testimony of when that takes place. So love you guys. Thank you so much and uh, look forward to connecting soon. Bless you.